to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome back. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. And before we begin, I just want to give a disclaimer that if perhaps you found this podcast and you are LDS and you are thinking that we are going to do a faith promoting recap of General Conference, you, my friend, would be incorrect. So here's your warning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> here's your warning if you want to leave don't leave us a bad review just 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 get out of here <laughs> okay just now everyone else come back <laughs> everyone else come back those who are still active in the mormon church and have no desire to ever question or research or think about leaving leave now yeah here's your your fair warning i mean it would be cool if you stayed and like listen to our perspective but we get it if it hurts your feelings all right, we'll part ways. <laughs> there, we'll part fair ways. enough. Disclaimer, out of the way. <laughs> Don't leave us a bad review because we're over those. <laughs> yeah, I feel like every time, you know, we do these episodes twice a year to cover general conference and every year at, you know, the, at those times, it seems like we get a bad review from someone who is an active member of the church and thought that we were going to be a faith-promoting podcast. <laughs> Turns out we are not. Silly gooses. Silly That's geese. That's not plural. The silly geese. <laughs> I said gooses. It's geese. Plural but, and singular is hard. Yeah. Sometimes talking is hard. It's fine. So, um, I don't have any announcements or opening exercises today. So, Sarah, if you no have opening any- announcements, no, don't have any. Um, I have. Not an announcement, but just a little side story before we get into our episode. And I haven't even told you this, Katie, because I literally just thought about it when we (laughs) had our little break from... So basically, every week we record a little episode for our Patreon... For our Patreons. Mm -hmm. God damn it! It's a struggle today! Uh, anyways, we have a pee break in between so that I can go tinkle. Mm-hmm. And we came back and we were chatting about, like, basically global warming and how it's people are idiots for not believing that. And it made me think of other people who are idiots about, like, science and stuff. And it made me think of, I had a conversation on Saturday mm-hmm. with a friend who mm-hmm. I, don't, I have, like, three Mormon friends left, right? Okay. And this person is one of them. All right. And we got into it because she's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and it was intense. It was like a pretty heated conversation. And I got to the point where I was just like not holding back at all. But like not mean, but just asking question after question and being like, but you understand that that's selfish, right? Like you understand that that's a very selfish mentality. You don't live on an island. So your choices mm-hmm. affect everyone. Anyways, I just thought it was funny because, not funny, I was actually really annoyed. Um, I mean, we both were able to have our opinion and it ended on a fine note. Like, I don't, I hope this person's not offended. I wasn't, I just left being like, wow. But it just made me realize even more because the reasoning was very faith-based. And she didn't come oh, yeah. out directly and say that, but it was very much insinuated. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I've um, spoken to some people, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest, almost everybody that's like very anti-vax, anti-all kind of vax, 
they're they're religious because they believe that God will protect them, and they just distrust science and medicine in general uh, a lot of times. So, yeah, it's really interesting and it's frustrating for me too because it's like there are people who legitimately cannot get vaccinated. Exactly. So it's yeah. like if you can, if you have the ability and your body can handle it, like like you said, do it for the other people. Um, exactly. Cause that's, that was the first question I asked when, so basically in Germany and I, I don't know how it is in the States, but in Berlin in particular, they have what's called 2G and 3G. So like 2G being that you're fully vaccinated and you can enter restaurants and like sit inside and stuff, but you have to show your vaccine passport. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and so I picked a restaurant that's a 2G and they even said the email, like when I confirmed the reservation, like, just so you know, like, just as a reminder, this is 2G, so you're going to have to, like, in order to sit inside, you have to have your vaccine certificate. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't even think twice about it. Like, I just assumed, which silly me for assuming, that this would be <laughs> fine. And then once we sat down and, like, this topic was brought up because she mentioned traveling and she said, well, it depends on the countries I can go to because I'm not vaccinated. And I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, what now? <laughs> and then, you know, I asked before we even got into the conversation, I said, first, just just tell me your reasons why, because I wanted to see if it was because she had health reasons or right. something that was in, in my head valid. Right. Because I was like, I don't want to jump to conclusions. Maybe there's a reason before, you know, and uh, and basically we were just about to eat. So I said, I have a lot of opinions on this. Let's circle back once we're done eating because I'm hangry. And that's going to affect how I respond. <laughs> we circle back at the end of the, the brunch. And then, yeah, just finding out the reasons were more. She doesn't feel like it's right for her that like something doesn't feel right. So it's all about like feel based. Like, yeah. Because I was yeah. asking for sources. I was asking for how does she get this information, blah, blah, blah. And it was just she can't explain it. It's just a feeling. Yes. Yeah, <sighs> that doesn't fly with me. Yeah. No. Yeah, but then the point was I was at the end was like, you know, you really shouldn't even be in this restaurant, to be honest. I was like, that kind of annoys me because you're breaking a rule right now. Like, you shouldn't be here. They didn't check you, which is on them, but, like, it's annoying you're not following the rule. And then I was thinking to myself, like, especially because you're Mormon, like, you're all about following the rules unless <laughs> yeah. they don't apply to you. Like, it's yeah. just this weird mentality of the – especially Mormons where it's like they're super strict about all kinds of rules, but then – if it's things that like affect the common good, they're like, nah, I'm okay. I don't need to follow that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, don't need I to was wear thinking about that when, when Russell M. Nelson like encouraged said like, you know, didn't mandate that everyone got vaccinated. That was Mormon, but encouraged it. Right. Which I was like, okay, good move, whatever. Um, and then the revolt of the Mormons who were like, don't tell us what to do when I'm like, you know, you're wearing garments because that man told you to. You don't pierce your ears. Exactly. You don't drink coffee because that man tells you not to. Yet he suggests you get vaccinated and you're all up in arms. Like, what a weird thing. Like, that's the thing that is making you exactly. question his authority. But whatever. Whatever. And, and you know what? Like, before we move on to the actual topic. Sorry, guys. I just had this story. Every person is. And this is what I said on Saturday. Every person, of course, is free to make whatever decision they want to. My argument was that when it affects another person, that's when that rule, I'm doing air quotes, no longer really applies. Like, unless you have a valid reason. 
And to this person's defense, maybe they just weren't able to explain it as well because it wasn't a second language. And there were some like moments when she was explaining it in German that I didn't fully catch and vice versa. So to be fair, maybe some points were missing. Um, but overall, I just found it a bit like, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting because you're the first person I've met in Berlin who is like that and you're Mormon course like yeah. it just kind of was like oh okay interesting yeah. Uh, yeah. so anywho <laughs> well speaking of our health you all might want to just take a little breather because like I was telling Sarah our topic today got my blood pressure up high friends <laughs> Me was, too. yeah so you know like like we mentioned we're going to be covering October 2021 general conference um obviously not all of it we don't have all that time but I picked a talk and Sarah picked a couple of talks that we're going to go over and give our opinions on so buckle up (laughs) god Um, yeah I had to take breaks I'm not gonna lie like it was almost like I and also because I don't want to give the church website visits so I don't like going there more than once, like, or twice a year, basically. And so <laughs> I was like, icky, like trying to get off the page as soon as possible, like copy paste out of here. I know. But, yeah, that's what I did. I I copied the whole talk and just pasted it in Google Docs so that I didn't have to keep referencing the church's site. <laughs> exactly. Because also it's like sneaky. They're like, don't you want to join? Don't you want to log in? Log in every time you do something. And it's like, mm-hmm. Fuck right off. I don't. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to be saying that a lot this episode. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, um, should I start or did you want to go first? I'll let you choose. Maybe I'll go first because I have two. So that way it's a nice little sandwich. Cool. Perfect. Amazing. Um, so actually Katie and I, like Katie messaged me and was like, wait, which talks are you doing? Because we didn't want to pick the same ones. And we did essentially yeah. <laughs> it was so funny I was like well okay this one caught my eye and this one caught my eye but I'm gonna message Sarah first because like what if I spend all my time doing this and then we cover the same one and they were <laughs> exactly month. yeah <laughs> great, great minds, minds. oh great minds. Whoa, we just said great minds at the same time what's happening oh my god are we the same person yikes <laughs> um, we have more okay. to one we are one. <laughs> um, okay, so the one that I picked, well, I think, uh, I, like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, ooh, sorry, I just burped right on the mic. My bad, guys. Um, I saw it, and I was like, yeah, okay, everyone knows I have a passionate opinion about the topics of worthiness in the church. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a fucking worthy tattoo on my body because it's been that intense, I guess. Like, I, I mean, I know it's like that for everyone, but just that word worthy is, like, triggering for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Ah. So I picked the talk that is worthiness is not flawlessness. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you read that at first and you're like, it took me actually a few times to read it to be like, wait is not flawlessness it is worded what? kind of funny right it's like a it's double like, negative because flawlessness is not worthiness yeah 
So essentially right? you don't, you don't have to be flawless to be worthy. That sounds better. <laughs> exactly. Like it took me a while to get, I was like, well, okay. Okay. So this is by Bradley R. Wilcox, second counselor in the young men general presidency. Oh so boy. Mr. Brad, Mr. Brad. <laughs> Bradley. Yeah. Um, I won't read all of it. I, I highlighted the parts where I was like, okay, this needs to be said. And there is a story that I, I think there are like two stories in here that I feel like I'm going to have to just tell because they're those cringy examples that they give in every single one of their <laughs> talks where it's like, it's the same format for every general conference talk where it's like, yes, starts off with the problem and then you know, how can God fix it? And then let me show you an example of a story of someone who I know. And then we tie it back in at the end and bear testimony. That is the format. <laughs> you got uh, it. <laughs> yeah. So first thing is like the subtitle is when you feel like you failed too many times to keep trying. Remember Christ's atonement and the grace is makes it possible. And the grace it makes possible are real. This wording uh, is really bad on this article. When you feel like you have failed too many times to keep. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> we'll keep so, going. Anyway, point being, he's claiming that the atonement is real. I, exactly. Like, sure. Like, but no, it's not, though. But OK, continue. <laughs> exactly. And then he starts off with some weird text, which I'm not even going to talk about because it's just so cringy that I couldn't even. I was like, oh, can't include this. Um. So the first part, the story, uh, the story, <laughs> don't we all wish it was a fictional story of us living as a Mormon, but it's not. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in this talk, some mistakenly receive the message that repentance and change are unnecessary. God's message is that they are essential. But doesn't God love us despite our shortcomings? Of course. He loves us perfectly. I love, I'm going with an accent, I love my grandchildren, imperfections and all, but does that mean I don't want them to improve and become all they can become? God loves us as we are, but he also loves us too much to leave us this way. Growing okay, up, all right, pause, 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 hitting the brakes right there. This is that gaslighting manipulation yep. shit every single time. It's like, yes, of course he loves you. He loves you just as you are. But actually, he'd like it if you were better. <laughs> exactly. It's like, we love you so much. And like, we we love, like, we, we have these things that we, you know, trials and tribulations that are thrown at you because God loves you so much. Yeah. He like, wants God you to loves you. He's, he's all powerful and he created you. And he gave you these challenges because he loves you. Oh, yep. Ew, especially when they frame something like being gay as a challenge. Here's exactly. my first one. Fuck right off. There we go. There it is. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> but really, it's always like, that's just the trial that you've been given. Ew. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of town. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So growing up into the Lord is what mortality is all about. Change is what Christ's atonement is all about. Not only can Christ resurrect, cleanse, console, and heal us, but through it all, he can transform us to become more like him. With our powers combined, you can become celestial Jesus. That's basically what <laughs> You sounded like an infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> 
read that line, I was like, this is an infomercial. Like, Christ resurrect, cleanse, console, and heal us. But through it all, he can transform us to become more like him. Yes. <laughs> Call now. Call um, now. It's like, if he really can just cleanse you and love you and accept you, it's like a lot of other Christian denominations believe they just say they believe in Christ, they accept Jesus as their savior, and then they're, you know, they're good. But in the Mormon church, it's like, no, you are not even worthy at all. You have to do all these other steps and be publicly shamed for your quote unquote sins. And if he really could just cleanse you, wouldn't he? But no, that's not how it works. You have to fill intense shame and guilt first. Yeah. And pay 10%. Don't forget that. Oh, obviously. That's the most important part. (laughs) Most important yeah. Um, it goes on to say, some mistakenly received the message that repentance is a one-time event. God's message is that, as President Russell M. Nelson has taught, repentance, dot, 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 is a process. Repentance <laughs> may take time and repeated effort. No, so forsaking sin and having no more disposition to do evil, but to do good continually, are lifetime pursuits. Okay, here's... Or I want to clarify something this made me think that Sarah and I are both we're very pro like self-reflection, right? Like how can yeah. we be better? But that's different from repentance. And I feel like the church frames repentance kind of as like, oh, you're just being better. But no, repentance is actually it's like shame, self-shame. Um, and a lot yeah. of times it's for things that aren't even quote unquote bad. So yeah. it, they're very different different things and then you're constantly in this state of like oh I'm never good enough I need to repent more and more and more because I did something human like masturbate so yeah yeah. or you know you're taught in the church and even in this uh talk they say that you know repentance is a thing that you do continually it's like repeated effort it's daily you're taught that you should be repenting daily and I remember like saying my prayers every night and like really having to come up with a thing to repent of and I would <laughs> yeah. just be like I felt so fake because I was like I don't really know if that is a sin or like I don't feel bad about that but I'm supposed to repent every single day for so yeah. I'd be like sorry I woke up late and <laughs> so are you then you're reading my scriptures yeah or then you start thinking of things that you just didn't do like Oh, I'm sorry I didn't go out and like feed a homeless person today. You know, you like yeah. beat yourself up for something that maybe you would have done, but then you didn't do it. So then you're like, oh, I didn't do that. I need to repent for something you didn't do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, sorry, I took a dump in the temple. I know it's the house of the Lord. I apologize. I'm I really pretty sure that has been one of my repentance. Oh my God. <laughs> That dump was not celestial. <laughs> it was not. It was celestial for oh. sure. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay. Some mistakenly receive the message that they are not worthy to participate fully in the gospel because they are not completely free of bad habits. I'm going to pause right there because it says mistakenly received. That's There's no mistake about it. You're not allowed to partake of the sacrament and fully participate in the gospel if you have a major sin that you haven't repented of. Right. Or even if you have and you're in the repentance process, even if it's not a quote unquote major sin, your bishop will tell you don't take 
the uh, the sacrament for this amount of weeks. And then depending on whatever your quote unquote sin or problem is, you're not allowed to go to the temple either. So yeah, that's that's misleading. I mean, it's a, it's a straight up lie to say yeah. what he said, because it's not mistakenly. That's actually how it is. Exactly. I read that line. I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, God's message is that worthiness is not flawlessness. I'm pretty sure God wouldn't word it that way, but whatever, because that is just <laughs> bad English. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Go to um, school, God. <laughs> go to school, Heavenly Father. Fuck <laughs> Your mom goes to college, Heavenly <laughs> Father. <laughs> oh, I feel like at this point, if any Mormon has made it this far, they're dropped now. And they're going to leave a comment saying, these girls are really immature and they made mom jokes. And Yeah, they took the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, worthiness is being honest and trying, which is also bullshit. Like your worth doesn't need to be tied with you trying and being quote unquote honest. Like that doesn't determine your worthiness. Well, right. This is, this uh-huh. is all bullshit because... Yeah. The worthiness interview literally gives you a piece of paper, a pass to get into the temple if they deem you worthy. It's not like, oh, well, you were honest and you told me about this, this beer that you drank last weekend. But since you were honest, I'll just give you your temple recommend. That's not how it works. They deem you unworthy. You have to earn your worthiness back. Yeah. Yep. It's just all done. Like this, this talk, I was like, please tell me. Mormons like active Mormons are even questioning this because this is just such such bullshit yeah we must be honest with God priesthood leaders and Mm. others who love us so you have Mm. to be honest with not only HF but priesthood leaders (laughs) who are men yeah you can't take care of this yourself you can't repent through prayer yourself you have to tell the old men at your church house everything you've been doing you got to tell the old white dudes in detail what you've been doing. And it's, yeah, no matter how uncomfortable you feel and how pervy it is, you got to tell them. You mm-hmm. tell can't them. can't handle it yourself. Nope. We must strive to keep God's commandments and never give up just because we slip up or slip in. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, <laughs> a little. <laughs> uh, doing some soaking, right? <laughs> that's some earthquaking. Uh, Elder Bruce C. Hafen said that developing a Christ-like character requires patience and persistence more than it requires flawlessness. The Lord has said the gifts of the Spirit are given for the benefit of those who love me and keep all my commandments and him that seeketh so to do. Okay, Mm. just throwing in some random scripture in there to be like, there it is. It's proof. We have documented it. Scripture proves what I say about the scripture. And even though that's all bullshit. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. Okay, now we're on to story time. Okay, okay. so of course they, they go on to the story. I highlighted this green. Green represents stories in my notes. <laughs> Just in case you guys wanted to know. <sighs> okay. One young man, I'll call Damon, wrote... Growing up, I struggled with pornography. I always oh, felt so ashamed. Sake. I knew it. I fucking knew it. I knew <laughs> that this was going to get brought up. <laughs> okay, sorry. I do. I... As soon as okay. I read the story, young man, I was like, it's going to be porn. It's going to be yep, porn. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, always. I always felt so ashamed that I could not get things right. Each time Damon slipped, 
his fingers <laughs> down his pants. The pain of regret became so intense, he harshly judged himself to be unworthy of any kind of grace, forgiveness, or additional chances from God. He said... Okay, I wonder why he feels that way. Probably because the church teaches that, huh? Exactly. Wow. The church teaches you to be ashamed and that you're not worthy of any type of, like, love or forgiveness, if you're, especially if it's pornography. Well, it's yeah, perfect. the only way you can get forgiveness is to go to your bishop and tell him and then not take the sacrament. And then everyone knows that you've been jacking it. So exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, he said, I decided I just deserve to feel terrible all the time. Oh, all Damon. <laughs> I figured God probably hated me because I wasn't willing to work harder and get on top of this once and for all. There's so many sexual innuendos in this story. I can't. <laughs> harder on top yeah get on top of this it was cracking me up when I was reading it earlier and then even I would go a week and sometimes even a month but then I would relapse and think I'll never be good enough so what's the use of even trying oh poor poor little buddy also this is awkward that he's telling Damon's story at general conference Imagine being Damon and being like, fuck sake, like, I sent that letter shit. of privacy. <laughs> holy shit, Elder Wilcox is reading my story to the whole world. <laughs> I mean, oh God, yeah. At such low moment, Damon said to his priesthood leader, maybe I should just stop coming to church. I'm sick of being a hypocrite. Oh, you should have just stopped, Damon. You would have been happier. Damon, you could have wanked all the time and watched that porn and not feel ashamed at all. Yeah. yeah. Yep. His leader responded, you're not a hypocrite because you have a bad habit you are trying to break. You are a hypocrite if you hide it, lie about it, or try to convince yourself the church has the problem for maintaining such high standards. Oh, my God. That, that line makes me very, very, very mad. Right. It's, it's not hiding it. It's your personal sexual life. You do not need to tell anybody about that. And no. Oh, and then like, yeah, but don't and don't be mad at the church for maintaining such a high moral standard. Ugh, fuck off. Like, exactly. Fuck off. There's nothing moral about abstaining from masturbation. That's not a moral issue. No, like, it's not. <sighs> it's, it's, it's so ridiculous. And it's not. The, the church's problem for maintaining such high standards. Now, the church just has brainwashing and cult behavior and makes mm-hmm. you think it's a sin, but it's not. It has nothing to do with standards. Right. It's just their way of controlling. Yep. Ugh. Anyways, continues. Being honest about your actions and taking steps to move forward is not being a hypocrite. It is being a disciple. <laughs> wow. This leader quoted Elder Richard G. Scott, who taught, The Lord sees weaknesses differently than he does rebellion. When the Lord speaks of weaknesses, it is always with mercy. Mm. In other words, the fact that we left an oppressive church, that's the, that's the bad thing. But exactly. Stay in. No matter what you do, just stay in. <laughs> and this next slide had me giggling so much because I am a dirty bitch and it just <laughs> is just a great okay that perspective gave Damon hope he realized God was not up there saying Damon blew it again 
proofreader. That's literally the line. Damon blew it again. Oh, that's that's so good. That's so good. I like I, y'all, I can't even breathe right now. Like when I read that line, I was like, "Come on, like, come on, you've got to know what that know. means." Like Damon blew his load again. <laughs> far Damon has come <gasps> no it does not say that you're fucking with me I'm not lying <laughs> this is incredible this is such a gem oh wow oh God, it was so good like I literally have giggled so hard about this like okay you time. know you know like here first of all <laughs> That's hilarious. But also, you know that, like, the Mormon dudes that are all watching this, you know they all watch porn. You know oh, they all watch So you know that they caught on to that, that they heard that just like we did. And they probably had to try so fucking hard not to laugh. <laughs> 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 Look how far you come. I mean, for real. Like, the guy who did this talk, come on. Bradley. You know, you know. Uh, you gotta know. That's that's oh. that's amazing. Wow. So good. Okay. So basically, I'm gonna skip the rest of this. So basically, Damon is like, "Cool, I have been forgiven." And then the story is like, "And look, he looked for divine help, and he found it. He didn't use excuses." And the Lord helped him, and he had grace, and so that's his story. And, and it ends, and supposedly now Damon's just sad and won't masturbate. And But you know that's not true. You know he still does. Of course he does. That's just the whole thing. is like maybe someone eventually is just like, yeah, okay, I stopped, Bishop. Stop asking me about it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you don't stop. Like, it's just, it's human. It's natural. It's human. Like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's just bullshit. Ugh. Um. Then they even, okay, so just two more sections and then I'm done. So then he goes on, he says, now, brothers and sisters, the COVID-19 pandemic has not been easy for anyone, but the isolation associated with quarantine restrictions has made life especially difficult for those struggling with bad habits. Oh, for, (laughs) yeah. So not only do people need to struggle with their mental health because we've been living in a pandemic for the last two years and, that includes a shit ton of mental health issues and physical issues and all these things. But now they need to feel shame for these quote unquote bad habits they've developed over the yeah, last two years. They're calling them bad habits when it's like, I'm just alone in my house. Let me live. I'm not doing exactly. anything like, to hurt anyone. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so basically, <laughs> so ridiculous. He ends with saying, Across the church, young people recite the young women and ironic priesthood quorum themes. From New Zealand to Spain to Ethiopia to Japan, young women say, I cherish the gifts of repentance. From Chile to Guatemala to Morona, <laughs> Utah, young men say, as I strive to serve, exercise faith, repent, and improve each day, I will qualify to receive temple blessings and the enduring joy of the gospel. Mm. 
Mm. <laughs> like they're so multicultural. And oh, they have to throw well, that in. I've noticed they've been throwing it in more and more each each they time do we it. cover this. It, they do it on purpose. They they don't want to seem so racist <laughs> as they are. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And um, Sarah, I just got to say that your general conference voice is much more entertaining than any general conference authority. <laughs> talk. Like, you need to get it up there and do it instead. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if they, like, I somehow snuck into general conference oh, and just oh. gave a talk of my own. <laughs> oh, you, you could just get up there and go, Damon blew it again. Look how far <laughs> he's come. <laughs> oh that's great so good moral of the story people who are listening you are worthy and ignore absolutely everything you just heard from that ridiculous man it's utter bullshit your worthiness is not measured by anyone else other than yourself so and damon yeah fuck right off and damon if you're listening Please just wink it and you're just all you got to do is just not wink it in public and then you're good. So <laughs> blow it as much as you want. <laughs> just have a soccer tissue or some type of way of cleaning up. Yeah, don't, don't just public. don't just like do it on the carpet and make your mom like run over oh, it with the vacuum. And then so she's boring. like, why is this all crusty? And you're like, it's- I spilled a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> I spilled a milkshake? Huh. <laughs> Why does it smell like bleach? I don't know. That's weird. It's oh, weird God. Bleach. Ew. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving anyway. along. All right. Are you ready for my talk? I am so ready because Kitty hasn't told me what topic or what talk she picked. So no. I'm excited. So I was like Sarah, like we, we mentioned before, I asked her which one she was going to do. And then I was also going to cover too, but I got into this one and I was like, yeah, this is just going to take up a lot of time. So I'm just going to stick to one. I covered a talk called The Need for a Church. And Ooh, it, I do remember seeing that one. It's by our friend Dallin Homophobe Oaks. So, <laughs> you know, I like to torture myself, so I covered his talk because, you know, he's always so great. All right. Well, it's going to be a long ride with this. Here we go. <laughs> Many years ago, Elder Mark E. Peterson, a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, began a talk with this example. Kenneth and his wife, Lucille, are good people, honest and upright. They don't go to church, though, and they feel they can be good enough without it. They teach their children honesty and virtue, and they tell themselves that is about all the church would do for them. And anyway, they insist that they need their weekends for family recreation, and church going would really get in their way. I mean, this family is spot on. Yeah. I'm like, yes, this is exactly it. Yes, Kenneth and Lucille. I am your people. <laughs> also, I love the name Lucille, but that is true. Like, all of that yeah. is. That all of that is true. And they're using it as an example of, like, how this is wrong. Like, you can't just teach your family or yourself good values at home. You need a church to do it. Exactly. <clears throat> All right. Today, my message, my message concerns such good people who have stopped attending or participating in their churches. When I say churches, I include synagogues, mosques or other religious organizations. We are concerned that attendance in all of these is down significantly nationwide. And it is down. (laughs) 
basically, AKA numbers are dropping and they're getting scared shitless that yeah. they're not going to have members and someone to pay for them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like I think millennials and younger, it's becoming more and more and more uh, along the lines of agnostic or atheist. They don't attend church. And I think it's because we're sick of the bullshit. We're sick of the patriarchal, yeah. racist, sexist bullshit. And we're wisening up to it. And we're like, peace out. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, wait a minute. This is research. Oh, that's bullshit. Oh, yeah. I can live my life on my terms. I don't need a church to tell me how to do it. Yep. Um, okay. If we cease valuing our churches for any reason, we threaten our personal spiritual life and significant numbers separating themselves from God reduce his blessings to our nations. This, I think, is when I first went out loud, oh, fuck right off. Like, fuck right the fuck off. <sighs> You're trying to say that because people like us are leaving churches, that's the reason God isn't blessing the world. Like, we don't even believe in that God. So don't try to pin it on us. Like, yeah, you, these people lost their faith. So God has just decided to not bless the world anymore. <laughs> exactly. He's like blaming us for COVID and everything yeah. else. Like, no. Also, who the fuck wants to believe in a God that 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 is that ridiculously petty and like, oh, right. you know what? Because those people stop going to church, I'm going to curse you all. Yeah, That's like since you didn't go to a little specific meeting house at this specific time on specific day, I'm God and I'm petty about it and I'm mad. Even though it's like he's like, what? What God would care? Yeah, exactly. Attendance and activity in a church help us become better people and better influences on the lives of others. No, it does not. 100%. No, it doesn't. This is where I was like, no, no, it doesn't. Like, their church does not make anyone better. Like, oh, just maybe beer. Yeah, maybe some people might feel comfort, right? Or maybe they feel a sense of like community. Sure, but it doesn't make anyone better. You're, yeah. you're you're a good person no matter there are bad people in religion there are good people in religion and there are bad and good people out like yeah nothing that the church teaches is like unique to the goodness of humanity right wow what a good line oh thank you <laughs> that's, like a, that's an oprah moment oh my my <laughs> i'm getting all flustered now <laughs> Okay, the scriptures God has given Christians in the Bible and in modern revelation clearly teach the need for a church. Do Both they, Dallin? Both show that Jesus Christ organized a church and contemplated that a church would carry on his work after him. So then he just goes on to like say how the the, the Bible says that we need a church, so therefore we need a church. It's like what you were saying earlier. They use scriptures to like justify their way of thinking when it's like, if I don't believe in the Bible, like that makes no effect on me. Like, <laughs> well, also they always like quote. So I've I've noticed in the past few conferences that we've been covered covering that they're using a lot more biblical references instead of like Book of Mormon. Yeah. And I think it's to, like, appease, like, oh, look, we're such an open church. We're not just these weirdo Mormons. We're going to change our <laughs> name and start quoting more of the Bible. But then they also say the Bible is only true as far as 
it's translated and obviously we know that the bible was translated by multiple people and like it's just a load of shit anyways but like yeah. it's just interesting that they'll just be like oh look bam like this yeah. is correct oh, look, the bible says it so therefore my point is true exactly <laughs> and and yeah like you said they're using a lot more biblical terms and they say the words jesus christ a ton mm-hmm. more now because it's all part of the rebrand, right? Like you said, they don't yep. want to look weird and they want to make themselves seem like they're Christian. I mean, they are Christians, but they make them, yeah, they're not Christian the way other Christians are, but they want people to think they are, if that makes sense. Exactly. They want to sit at the cool table, so they're yeah. doing their best, but it's just, it's, you can't sit with us, Mormons. You cannot. <laughs> you can't sit with us. <laughs> Those rules aren't real. real. They were real that day I wore a vest. That best was disgusting. <laughs> okay. Some say that attending church meetings is not helping them. Some say, I didn't learn anything today, or no one was friendly to me, or I was offended. Here's my here's my it's third always one. Always offended. Fuck right off, Dallin. Okay. <laughs> this also these things are are valid. If someone doesn't want to go because church is not helping them. Like that's a valid reason. If they say exactly. I don't feel I don't feel good when I go to church. I don't like the people at church. That's fine. That's valid enough. But like also this is the whole thing of like saying that people just don't go to church because they were offended. Well, maybe some people do, but the majority of us stop because we learn it's not true. <laughs> it's absolute bullshit and plus it's really started to affect mental health and it's like fuck this. I feel so much better not going to church. So, bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. Personal disappointments should never keep us from the doctrine of Christ who taught us to serve, not be served. How's that for some gaslighting bullshit? Yep. Yeah. Well, you don't go to church to feel good. You go there to serve others. Okay. Um, (laughs) President Spencer W. Kimball taught that we do not go to Sabbath meetings to be entertained or even solely to be instructed. We go to worship the Lord. It, it, it is an individual responsibility. If the service is a failure to you, you have failed. No one can worship for you. You must do your own waiting upon the Lord. Listen, y'all, we have heard that our entire life. Like, I can't tell you how many times I was told that. If And I remember saying it myself, being like, I guess I just wasn't prepared enough. My mind wasn't open and my heart wasn't open to the spirit because that fast and testimony meeting was whack as shit. And like, <laughs> I didn't get anything out of it. And yeah. then someone would be like, well, you just weren't open to the spirit or going to the temple or any type of like listening to the talk and being like, I literally did not get anything from that. Being told, well, it's your fault. Like, yep. it's on you. Yeah, if something doesn't sit right with you, if you hear something that you disagree with, if, yeah, just like you said, maybe you just don't even get anything out of it, that's your fault, not the church's fault. Okay, so far I have spoken about churches generally. Now I address the special reasons for membership, attendance, attendance, and participation in the Savior's Restored Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So (laughs) I just want to touch on something before we move on, is that he's saying that, like, you you have to go to church to be a good person and that's entirely not true and I wanted to bring up the example of Sarah's lovely fiance and his family who are yeah they have always been 
completely atheist. They've never been yep. associated with any type of church. It's not like they just stopped going. And they're wonderful people with great character and morals. And this asshat is over here being like, mm, you don't go to church. You, you're not a good person. You don't have morals. You don't have a sense of community. Like, blah, blah. it's like, who the fuck are you to say that about people? Exactly. It's such a pretentious thing. And like, they used to say comments like this all the time. Like, this isn't a new thing. And I remember that was something that really, like, it really pissed me off, actually, as a Mormon. And I had to, like, repent of it because <laughs> I was like, but they're basically saying my family and my grandparents, who I, I was very, very, very close to, who weren't Mormon, that they just weren't good people. And I was like, that I can't. I can't justify that. And I remember even talking to my mom about it being like, I just, but they're saying that they're not good people because they're not Mormon, but they are. They're like the best people who I know. Or, you know, you hear them say things like, well, maybe they're good people, like they're honest and blah, 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 but they don't have their full happiness or the full light about them because they're not a member of the church. It's like, they want to sugarcoat it and make it seem like, well, they're they're fine people, but you know, they could be a lot better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Members who forego church attendance and rely only on individual spirituality separate themselves from these gospel essentials, which are the power and blessings of the priesthood, the fullness of restored doctrine, and the motivations and opportunities to apply that doctrine. They forfeit their opportunity to qualify to perpetuate their family for eternity. There it is. When when Mormons say, like, you don't have to go to the temple, they're lying because he just said it right there. Like, if you don't come to church and, like, take the sacrament and go to the temple, like, you're not going to make it in the afterlife. And you're exactly. not going to get blessed. You need to be blessed by the priesthood. So. I mean, they just proved it themselves. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <clears throat> Individual spirituality can seldom provide the motivation and structure for unselfish service provided by the restored church. (laughs) What? Like, I hate this so bad. He's saying that you cannot be spiritual. You cannot just have, like, spirituality at home within yourself. And if you do, you are not a good enough person to provide service Like, I'm sorry, I know tons of people who are not even spiritual that are very service-oriented. Yeah, me too, definitely. And when I was an active Mormon, I I will be the first to say anything that was, like, service-related that they would force us to do, I hated it. I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Like, I was like, ugh. Because it was never, like, actually helping people, I found. Like, I mean, sometimes we would, but it was always, like, service in the sense of, like, serving your church community or like oh my god you know washing the dishes cleaning the church setting up the chairs taking down the chairs you're nailing it this next part is like basically what you're saying like kind of he says great examples of this are the young men and women and seniors who put aside their schooling or retirement activities to accept missionary callings and the same is true of faithful members who participate in the unselfish service we call temple work None of such service would be possible without the church that sponsors it, organizes it, and directs it. That's not service. Going to the temple is not, uh, that's not service. I'm sorry. It's just not. 
it's literally why the church, a part of why the church has fucking billions of dollars because they take money from people and they're super cheap and they don't employ people to do anything. They just disguise it as service. Yeah. I, and it's not service to go to the temple and wear a weird outfit for three hours. Like, no, you're not doing anyone a favor or service doing that shit. The only person you're doing a favor or the only organization you're doing a favor is the church if you have to rent that temple outfit every time. Mm. <laughs> That's not service. Yeah. It's not. Um, and then he has a whole paragraph where he talks about how the church does enormous humanitarian efforts and church. It says church membership allows us to be part of large scale charitable efforts like no, it, you can join that no matter what. Like, you don't have to be. And also, they don't do as much as he's saying. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he says, members also pay fast offerings to help the poor. And uh, in their own words. And, it, like, yeah, they do. And it goes towards the ward fund. But they shouldn't have to pay that. The church should just pay that. because they have Exactly. Money. And they make it ridiculously hard for people in the, in the ward to actually get that fund. Uh-huh. Like, it's in, really difficult. In addition to feeling peace and joy through the companionship of the Spirit, our church attending members enjoy the fruits of gospel living, such as the blessings of living the word of wisdom and the material and spiritual prosperity promised for living the law of tithing. (laughs) Right? You get that blessing of giving us your money. (laughs) We bless you. For giving us your last dollar. Thank you. And you get the blessing of not being able to drink coffee. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. You're blessed with wearing garments and never having sex. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Crowning all of this are the authoritative priesthood ordinances necessary for eternity including the sacrament we receive each Sabbath day. The culminating ordinance in the restored church is the everlasting covenant of marriage, which makes possible the perpetuation of glorious family relationships. President Russell M. Nelson taught this principle in a memorable way. He said, we cannot wish our way into the presence of God. We are to obey the laws upon which that blessing is predicated. Wow, yeah. that's so problematic. <sighs> God just doesn't want you to come back and live with him as his children. You have to earn it by obeying these weird laws that he has set out, which include eating a piece of bread and a little bit of water on Sunday in a specific building. And if you don't do that, you won't be with your family forever, so you better do it. Are you scared yet? You better do it and you better listen and stay not just for sacrament and not just sacrament and Sunday school, but release society. Mm. You remember how like so many like the the bad, bad Mormons like would leave right after sacrament or after (laughs) Sunday school. Uh That that was my slow descent into being a next Mormon as I started being like, "Eh, I'm not going to stay for release study. I'm just going to go home and take a nap. And how funny how, like, the rest of us would judge that person. Like, oh, they only came for one meeting and then they leave? It's like, oh, why the fuck did I care? 
yeah, I judged yeah. and I'm like, now I'm just like, why did, why did I care? And it's because you're conditioned to like judge and, you know, maybe you wanted to leave too, but you couldn't. So you're jealous of the person that just left. <laughs> oh, definitely. I was always jealous. Yeah. All right. Despite the good works that can be accomplished without a church, the fullness of doctrine and its saving and exalting ordinances are available only in the restored church. In addition, church attendance gives us the strength and enhancement of faith that come from associating with other believers and worshiping together with those who are striving to stay on the covenant path and be better disciples of Christ. Oh, I hate um, that word disciples that they always use. Disciples. Yeah, yeah, but this is, yeah, it's like come to church because if you don't, you won't be around everyone else in this sea of believers and it'll be easier for you to lose the brainwashing. It's like what we've heard from quite a few people and like we heard from Madison with COVID happening, she stopped attending church in oh. person and it kind of allowed that grip to be loosened on her mind of like, wait, like, why do I actually believe this? But they don't want you to stop because that might happen. So it's like, just continue going to church, going to church, going to church. And you need it if you want to be a good person. And to that, I say, that's bullshit. And my final fuck right off, down joke. <laughs> I want to let you know that I bowed and did a hand mo- movement. When I, I did knew that. it. I was tipping my hat towards you. <laughs> you didn't see it, but that's what I was Thank doing. You. So that's that talk, and, you know, it's just ridiculous. And I, you know, like you said, this this is hurtful, not to only people who have left or whatever, but it's hurtful to members who have family members who are not religious. It's like yep. you're basically telling them that their family aren't good people. Yeah. Uh, I just hate it all, and I hate the fact that, like, you're so brainwashed, like, we- I just, for for those of you who didn't grow up in the Mormon church, like, general conference happens twice a year, and it's, like, two full days of talks and, like, hours of talks, and you are just deeply brainwashed. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't, like, I can't even believe that I used to read these talks and really feel like, oh, this is good. This is good. I know. I know. You know? And it takes up your whole weekend. It's all of Saturday and Sunday and you're supposed to take notes and yeah, I know we were so in it and we didn't see any problem with it. And now it's like every single sentence I'm like, Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's bad. Um, okay. So I'm going to do, this is the last and final one and it is a bit shorter. So bear with us, you guys. Um, It's just, it had to be done. It had to be done. It had to. I saw this title and I was like, oh, one of us has to cover this, you know. (laughs) It's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, it made me chuckle as soon as I read it because I was like, this is so stupid. Sarah, are you moving your microphone? I am. So sorry, guys. (laughs) It fell. It fell down. I was struggling to pick it back up. Sorry. <laughs> what does it sound like on your end when that happens? It's a lot of like rumbling, like. Oh shit! Sorry, guys. <laughs> they um, love us. It's fine. You know. Yeah, but good thing you called me out because it definitely was falling like four times there, <laughs> and I couldn't pick it up. Anywho, um, okay. So this, the name of this talk is. The name of the church is not negotiable. 
dun 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 don't but call also, it here's another like weird way of saying it wouldn't it just be the name of the church is non-negotiable it should be why not negotiable it's like a deca- double negative like not negotiable anyways whatever it's just weird um by elder neil l anderson of the quorum of the 12 apostles dun, dun, dun. this talk was so important apparently um and it's just absolute ridiculousness when i read it you guys are gonna be like this is there's there's scrap like just struggling and grasping at straws to justify <laughs> this it's great okay when we willingly follow the counsel of the Lord as revealed through his living prophet, especially if it runs counter to our initial thinking, <laughs> red flag, okay. red flag, oh, yeah, yeah. requiring yeah. humility and sacrifice, the Lord blesses us with additional spiritual power. So even if your natural instinct is like, mm, that's not right, run away. No, no, don't listen to that. That is yeah, don't listen to that. And yeah, like I know he's gonna, you know, tie this into like, <laughs> yeah, don't use the word Mormon, even though for like the entirety of the church's existence, we've been proud to be called Mormons until just a couple of years ago. And then it's a victory for Satan. So exactly. immediately change how you think and how you reference yourself. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. It's, and you know okay. that they did that. You know they did that for like the rebrand because if you just search Mormon, a lot of ex-Mormon or anti-Mormon stuff comes up on Google and so they don't want you to even be looking up that word now. That's, you know, that's yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Especially since social media kicked off and like hashtags especially so ex more like hashtag exmo and Mormon yeah. Mormon came about. It's it's now if you type in Mormon, ex-Mormon stuff pops up and so they're yep. like ah, shit, let's think of a way to get rid of this. Let's rebrand. Ah, HF has just told me this is a new plan. (laughs) HF has just said Mormon is a bad word, folks. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll get to it. There's a part in here that literally is the dumbest thing. Oh, I'm so excited. In the correct way, because it literally is the dumbest sentence that I cannot fathom if people read that line in like mormons and were like that sounds right you're an idiot like oh i can't okay in a press conference on august 16th 2018 president russell m nelson said the lord has impressed upon my mind the importance of the name he has revealed for his church even the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints we have (laughs) even (laughs) even the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints (laughs) We have work before us to bring ourselves in harmony with his will. Two days later, on August 18th, I was with President Nelson in Montreal, Canada. Following our member meeting in the impressive, I don't speak French, so Palais de Congrès. I don't know, Congrès. I'm not going to try to speak French. I'm not. Dusty, uh, you're Canadian. You're probably dying right now because of my pronunciation. Um President Nelson answered questions from reporters. He acknowledged that it was going to be a challenge to reestablish the name of the church and undo a tradition of more than 100 years. But he added, the name of the church is not negotiable. (laughs) Also, I love that it's like a tradition of more than 100 years because, right, the church has not been around that long. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. (laughs) It's not an old religion. 
Seven weeks later, President Nelson spoke in general conference. The Lord impressed upon my mind the importance of the name he decreed for his church, even the Church of Jesus Christ. <laughs> even. Even. <laughs> it was the Savior himself who said, for thus shall my church be called. Then President Nelson repeated, the name of the church is not negotiable. Okay. <sighs> the, the next section is the title is a good question. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> a good question surface. Why now? When for many decades we had embraced the nickname Mormon. Mormon. Uh, <laughs> the Mormon's tabernacle choir. The video spots. I'm a Mormon. The primary yeah. song. I'm a Mormon boy. Why? The doctrine of Christ is unchanging and everlasting. Yet, specific and important steps of the Savior's work are revealed at their appropriate time. Oh my God, they're just like sniffing their own farts so much. It's not that important of a thing. We all know they did it for a rebrand and they're making it seem like, oh, it was just such an amazing step towards Jesus Christ. Stop <laughs> calling ourselves Mormon. Like, okay. Calm it's down. Just, it's so ridiculous. I can't even. <laughs> Um, this morning, President Nelson said, the restoration is a process, not an event. And the Lord has said, all things must come to pass in their time. Now is our time, and we are reestablishing the revealed name of the church. <laughs> the identity and destiny of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints require that we be called by his name with a capital H. I was recently in Kirtland, Ohio, where the prophet Joseph Smith, with only a few members of the church, prophesied, this church will fill North and South America. It will fill the world. The Lord <laughs> described the work of this dispensation as a marvelous work and a wonder. He spoke of a covenant that would be fulfilled in the latter days, allowing all the earth to be blessed. You guys, if you read this, it looks like someone's trying to write an academic paper where they just, like, pick and choose random quotes that seem yeah. to fit in this. But, like, really out of so, context does not make any sense. Is it's, he trying to insinuate here that Joseph Smith is, quote, unquote, prophesying that, like, the church would stop being called, would stop calling themselves Mormons and, like, that this is some grand prophecy? Is that what he's insinuating? Because yeah. that yeah, is so he's saying, stupid. Yeah, he's <laughs> saying that the the that Joseph Smith prophesied that the church would fill the North and South America, and then he's saying that because of that, that's why this prop this yeah this uh, revelation came about because quote the words of this conference are being translated live into fifty five languages. Okay, eventually. You know what else? You know what else Joseph Smith prophesied? That he should have to marry a 14-year-old girl or an angel would kill him. So I don't <laughs> And also, it's just stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> it's absolutely stupid. And their argument is language-based, which mm. is absolutely ridiculous. Because they're basically, from what I read in this article, is that it is easier to translate Jesus, like the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, than Mormon. So people will understand the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in different languages as opposed to Mormon. Mormon would be the same word in every language. It is. It's just pronounced differently. Okay. This is the dumbest. <laughs> Isn't it? It's absolutely yep. ridiculous. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. 
The growing the next title is called The Growing Influence of the Church. The influence of the restored church of G- church. <laughs> just did a little church. Church <laughs> of Jesus Christ. So not only be upon those who are members of the church, because of the heavenly manifestations in our day, because of the sacred scripture restored restored to the earth and the powerful gift of the Holy Ghost, we will be a shining light on the hill as the somber shades of disbelief in Jesus Christ darken the world. That's us, Katie. We are darkening the world. (sighs) (laughs) Although many may allow the world to cloud their faith in the Redeemer, we will not be moved out of our place. Christians who are not among our membership will welcome our role in our sure witness of Christ. Even those Christians who have viewed us with skepticism will embrace us as friends. And what is he saying? Is what is he? I don't understand. He's like making some sort of prophecy that, like, by changing their name, that they're gonna make more friends with other Christians. Yeah, basically, yeah, because he <laughs> says, "In these coming days, we will be called by the name of Jesus Christ." So therefore, no, everyone's gonna keep calling you Mormons. So good luck. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, and then, then they give you this story, which. It's absolutely ridiculous too. I just it's not very long, so I just have to read it because it's like yes. next level. Okay, so Brother Lori Ahola from the eastern United States admits that at times he feels he finds it awkward to share his full name of the church. But because of the prophet's counsel, he persists. On one occasion he was visiting a friend at church of another faith. Here are his words. <laughs> An acquaintance asked, Are you Mormon? I responded, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. Yes. He started asking me several questions, each beginning with, does the Mormon church believe? And each time I began my answer with the phrase, in the restored church of Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this just reminds me so much of how many people, how many Mormons we get on our Instagram posts that come on and they're like, actually, we're called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we're not. The Mormon Church, so actually, and not the Mormon Church. I know it's so great, and they they think like this the story. So at the end of it, you'll yeah, I'll get to it. Okay, okay. but it's just funny because it's like no, you're not doing yourself a favor. People are just annoyed and have given up, and they're like, we don't care. Yeah, okay, fine. It's Church like that's, yeah, sure. Like we don't care. That's just a lot more words to say. Like no one is meaning disrespect when they say the Mormon Church. Like that's not a negative or derogatory term. It's just. I mean, it's like the Book of Mormon, right? Like, it's a, not a bad word, but w- saying you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is so much longer than saying, are you Mormon? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, so guys, when he noticed that I wasn't accepting the title Mormon, he asked me point blank, are you not Mormon? So I asked him if he knew who Mormon was. He didn't. So I told him that Mormon was a prophet and I was honored to be associated with him. But, I continued, Mormon didn't die for my sins. Mormon okay. didn't suffer Gethsemane or die on the cross for me. Jesus Christ is my God and my Savior, and it is by his name I want to be known. Okay, After but Mormon, <laughs> Mormon didn't exist, so of course he didn't do any of those things. Like, well, he also wasn't like, real. He's a fictional character made up by Joseph Smith. <laughs> exactly. And now, all of a sudden, you guys want to be known by... Jesus Christ, whereas before it was always Book of Mormon and, like, Mormon stuff. Like, fuck off. <laughs> uh, anyways, and he goes, after a few seconds of silence, the acquaintance exclaimed, so you are a Christian. <laughs> oh, my, that's, okay. 
<laughs> I'll take things that never happened for $800. Exactly. And then this is my favorite part where it's literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but I had to do it. Um, I highlighted this one in blue because it represents dumb. Oh, oh. Okay. The Lord always opens the way. The Lord always keeps his promises. He opens the way for us as we do his work. For years, we had hoped to purchase the internet domain sites, churchjesuschrist.org and churchjesuschrist.com. Neither was for sale. About the time of President Nelson's, uh, President no. Nelson's announcement, both were suddenly available. It was a miracle. That is the most stupid thing. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's so ridiculous to me. Like, they're saying it's a miracle. No, it's not. You have a shit ton of money. Yeah, you have have $100 billion. You bought it from whoever had it. Like, you bought it. Also, it's called SEO. It's called marketing. Like, it's not a genius thing. Like, you hired someone who was able to change the domain, put in some SEO keywords, popped it up, bam, you're yeah, down. You there. have money and you wanted to rebrand. This isn't some kind of miracle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, it gets better. Oh. The Lord has magnified our efforts in revising names that have long been attached to the church. Moving forward in faith, the name of the Mormon Tabernacle Choir was changed to the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. The oh. website, this is the best, the website LDS.org, which received more than 21 million visits each month, was transitioned <laughs> to churchofjesuschrist.org. Yeah, I remember when that happened. And because you can still type in LDS.org and it'll just reroute you and it then it goes to Church of Jesus Christ.org. And I remember when I first saw that and I was like, oh, wow, they've done it. They've done it. <laughs> they have done it. Also, who puts in there receive more than 21 visits each month? Okay, cool story. You're giving us your website performance monthly. Yeah, like that. Cool. Like, you know, a lot of that is from ex-Mormon content creators, right? Like me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And people just Googling being like, what the fuck is this cult? Like, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. the fact that, like, you have, you know, millions of members who have to do online stuff using your website. So yeah. it's not Some new kind people. of, he was trying to do some sort of humble brag about how many, how many members they had, even though that's more members than they actually have. So. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes on. The name of LDS Business College was changed to Enzyme College. The, the website how, Mormon.org. How is that? Hold on. How is that any better? Like, it's Latter-day Saint, what's wrong with saying that? And then you change it to Enzyme? Like, ah, oh, this is, mm, this is so stupid. <laughs> It's so stupid. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever read. Like, I couldn't get over the fact that this was in general conference. And I'm sure people were like, oh, my God, that makes sense now. I get it. Okay. Oh, don't say LDS. I'm not LDS. I, I don't I, go to LDS business college. I go to Enzyme. That somehow is more related to Jesus. <laughs> That's stupid. Wow. Um, the website Mormon.org was redirected into churchofjesuschrist.org. More than 1,000 products, 
the fact that they say products is already like a huge red flag to me. Uh-huh. But more than 1,000 products that had the name Mormon or LDS attached to them have been renamed. So they're uh, yeah, they're, they're just products. such a bit. They're a business, you know. Yep. And also, what a waste! You already had all these things like made, and you have to redo them all because you don't want it to say LDS or Mormon on it. Yes, they're stupid. Um, faithful Latter-day Saints have adjusted their websites, podcasts, and Twitter accounts. <laughs> okay, so um, this is amazing because I do like a response series on our Patreon where I respond to uh, Mormon, I'm just going to say it, I respond to Mormon YouTubers, and there are two particular ones. I'm not going to say their names because I don't, whatever. But I, before 2018, they both had the word Mormon in their name and they've both changed it because they had to, because the church was like, don't, don't use that in your title. So now they have different words. Like they'll use like the word saints instead of Mormons, which is like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's absolutely ridiculous. Like. Guys, if you want a good chuckle, like, read this article because it's not, I don't find it triggering. I just find it, like, absolutely ridiculous. And yeah, this is stupid. funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I won't read all of it. I just want to end on, like, two two sections, which I was just like, this is so stupid again. Um <laughs> He says, we realize that adding six words to our name would not be ideal for the media. But as President Nelson foretold, responsible media will be sympathetic and responding to our request. Thank you for extending to us the same consideration given cultural, athletic, political, or community organizations by using our preferred name. Nope, 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 nope. This is not cool because this is this is touching on the territory of like pronouns and calling uh, someone their uh, actual per- pronoun, which the church does not do. Like they even have in their handbook that if you are transgender and you want to be called a different uh, pronoun than what you have already been called, like that's grounds for discipline action in the church. Like so. Or, like, if you want to change your name. And I guess it depends on each individual ward and how nice and understanding your bishop is. But a lot of times, that's just a no-no. And so it's like, we, yeah, respect us and call us by our proper name. Yeah, call us by our preferred name. But we're going to give zero fucks to what you would like us to call you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but we've said it before. We'll say it again. We are not obligated to respect a religious organization. We're just not. So, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. And then he, so this is like the last thing I'm going to end on because he's, it's, I just can't even anymore. I feel like my brain cells are just dying the more I read it. (laughs) Um, There will be a few who, hoping to detract from or diminish the seriousness of our mission. I mean, (laughs) Come on, the seriousness of our mission. Oh, wow. We'll continue to call us Mormons or the Mormon Church. With courtesy, we ask again the fair-minded of the media to honor our desire to be called by our name of nearly 200 years. You know, if it was that important, I would have thought that God would have said something a very long time ago. Like, it could have been said to Joseph Smith, like, we will always be referred to as this and no, you know, nothing else. But no. This um, comes about. God has his own timing. That's why. 
forgot he's petty too. Yeah. And that's what he cares about. And of all things to speak out upon in the world in these trying times, it's what should we call the people who wear those strange garments? I know. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, not Mormon. Not Mormon. And don't search Mormon because anything that has the word Mormon in it is probably anti-Mormon. You know what? I bet this, like, I'm sure that, like, Mormon stories had something to do with this. Because I think people search for, like, Mormon podcasts. And that comes up because it's, like, one of the highest ones up there. And probably, like, active members started listening to it and were like, oh, shit, there's problems in the church. And so then the church is like, nothing with the word Mormon in it. <laughs> I, I absolutely, I think that that's like a very good possibility and reason because even when I was coming across it, like, you know, podcasts weren't like Mormon podcasts anyways, weren't a big thing when I was an active Mormon. And so, but like afterwards, once we created ours, like I was looking and I thought Mormon stories was a pro Mormon yeah. uh, mm-hmm. podcast. So I didn't yeah. listen to it because I thought it was. And then yeah. it was once you recommended, I was like, oh, it's an ex-Mormon thing. Okay. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, even with our podcast, we've seen that like, you know, um, an active Mormon created the same oh, title yeah. podcast because they're thinking that this is like not an ex-Mormon thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I put the disclaimer at the beginning because it's like, well, if you think <laughs> we're pro. <laughs> we're- yeah. Oh, I know. I know. Here's what we're going to do, Sarah. We're going to change our name to Not So Molly, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That has a nice ring to it. It just flows off the tongue, right? (laughs) I mean, it just flows. I think we should do some good merch with that. I think it would fit on a mug. I don't know. It might have to go into two. You know, I think if we do that, we might get some more Christian friends. (gasps) <gasps> I do love Christian Mingle. Maybe it'll be like that. Ew, gross. <laughs> wow. So that was, good. That was very ridiculous. I can just imagine like being, can't you imagine being a Mormon and listening to that and just being bored out of your mind and just thinking like, this is lame? I don't know. Or maybe they love it. Maybe they eat it up. I don't know. Maybe they love it, but I feel like even as a as an active Mormon, I still would have been like, what the fuck? I feel like I'm in a marketing meeting right now. Yes. Like, I feel like I'm at work. They're telling you how many people go to their website. Like, like okay. honestly, yeah. Like, I work on a website, and I feel like it's like a web, like a Monday morning website meeting. Yeah. Like, it's just. It's very weird. It's weird. Yeah. Well, Anyways, thank you listeners. for sharing. Thank you for sharing too. That was yeah. That was thank nice. you for listening and for sharing uh, your wonderful talk. Appreciate oh, so that. wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, you survived another conference weekend, and we're here to bring you the goods every every time. So, yeah, thank you, listeners, for being here and for listening and supporting us, and we love you. Yeah, thanks everyone, and have a great week, and know that you are worthy and amazing and lovely human beings so yeah bye